All right. I hate to uh, to disrupt the fun uh, chit chats, but it's time. Uh, so welcome everyone, and thanks for uh, for coming here. Um, I am Maha Asham. Uh, I am a uh, public health physician, and I was born and raised in Egypt. And uh, right now, I'm based in Baltimore, and I spend my life uh, uh, going back and forth. Uh, uh, a lot between uh, Egypt, the Middle East actually and, um, and here my, my home base. So let's, uh, let me start this with a word of prayer. Um, real quick. Dear Father, uh, thank you for um, bringing us together around you in this uh, place for uh, uh, hearing you speak. Uh, we need you, Lord, and we need you to... Uh, uh, speak through this uh, weak vessel, uh, inspire, teach, empower, um, open our eyes to uh, what you want, uh, want us to do with our uh, life, trades, and professions. Uh, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So, um, so I'm going to talk to you about uh, substance use in the Middle East. Um, uh, and uh, uh, it, it's a huge topic. I was debating whether to focus on the middle, uh, focus the lens on Egypt, which I know more about, or uh, just give an overview on the uh, situation with uh, a uh, sort of like uh, uh, bringing the focus on, on Egypt as I speak. So I can opted to do the second uh, uh, approach for several reasons, which I will share with you as we move on. So uh, I'll just uh, give you a quick um, overview of the landscape. So you hear uh, the Near East, the Middle East, the MENA region, Middle East and North Africa, the Arab countries. And sometimes it's like uh, 18 countries. Sometimes they list 22 countries. So like what is the story there? So we'll no, we're going to nail this down. So when you go through the literature and when you like hear the terminology from different organizations, so you know what you, uh, you know, um, where, where is everything. And uh, uh, epidemiology is uh, sort of like an ambitious uh, 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 sort of goal because uh, as we're going to know, data sources are very sketchy, unreliable and all the rest. So we'll go through that. Um, uh, the most important thing that is uh, uh, of relevance to us is the cultural and uh, social determinants uh, inherent uh, 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 traits uh, and cultures in the region that impact um, substance use, uh, 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 prevention, treatment, uh, recovery, and all the rest. And then uh, God's heart for the Middle East, and then I'll give you a quick overview of that, you know, what's available there. So, uh, you know, uh, if uh, people are addicted, where do, where do they go? What do they do? How are they received? So... Um, uh, the, um, uh, here is the, the region. To, for any um, uh, Arabic-speaking uh, person from the Middle East, the Middle East is Arabic-speaking countries. So uh, there are three main uh, areas. Um, the Middle East region, uh, which hosts Egypt, uh, perhaps uh, Sudan, the uh, uh, Lebanon, uh, Syria, uh, Iraq, and, and these countries. Uh, there is the Maghreb uh, region um, out west uh, where there is Li Libya, Algeria, Tunisia, and this, uh, sometimes they sneak uh, uh, Mauritania in, and, and, and in this um, area. And then the Gulf states, which you guys are familiar with, uh, 
Bahrain, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and uh, UAE. Uh, one thing I just want to mention about this region is the exponential population growth. Uh, uh, and the youth bulge that uh, started uh, probably in like 2010 where the majority, the, the, this population pyramid is uh, just a sample from Egypt 2021. You can see a, ba a broad uh, pop uh, base um, and uh, most of the population is youth, like under uh, 25 years of old, uh, 25 years of age, I mean, uh, can reach up to like 50% uh, in, in, in uh, most uh, Arab uh, countries. Egypt is the most populous, uh, ranging or reaching about one, uh, 110 million, give or take. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, so that's another um, uh, challenge there. Um, just, uh, just kind of set the stage. I know you guys know that, but substance use uh, disorder is the use of one or more substances uh, leading to a, a clinically uh, a significant impairment or distress. Uh, uh, the D, uh, DSM fifth version recognized uh, five uh, or ten separate uh, classes of drugs. I won't go over those. You guys know. And now, uh, data challenges. As I mentioned, most of the Arab countries uh, do not have substance use data. Most of them, uh, most of the data that's available are not, so I, I get like, I get across uh, these studies and it's like 207. Should I bring it in or not? You know, it's definitely outdated and I know anecdotally, anecdotally having been involved in this uh, work for quite some time that this is not the, you know, uh, uh, reality there. So, um, again, the classification that I mentioned uh, of, of Arab countries, um, for the purpose of this uh, session, I'm going to focus on like the Arabic-speaking countries. Like this is what we refer to as the Middle East, and some literature refers to as such. Uh, Iran, Afghanistan are uh, sort of involved in the drug <laughs> business, trafficking, manufacturing, and all the rest, but they are not part of the Middle East as far as we're concerned. Um, I wanted to uh, take a, a moment and, and um, say that Egypt uh, stands out. I'll come to this a little bit later. And for why does Egypt uh, stand out in a, in a uh, country? It, for, for starters, it's a country that has the largest uh, Christian population uh, um, and uh, heritage and so on. I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. But... Um, uh, so that's, uh, that's the, uh, uh, I, li I like this portrait a lot. Uh, uh, that sort of resonates with the, um, uh, a project that's being endorsed right now, the Holy, Holy Family um, uh, journey in Egypt, which lasted three and a half years. So that's pro this project is being endorsed and is going to turn into a virtual reality uh, museum where you guys can, can hop in uh, soon. <laughs> Uh, to, to look at that, yeah. So uh, that, that is only a sketchy, as you guys know, a, a bibliometric analysis commonly use, uh, uses um, uh, methods to assess research output in any country. The research output from the region is very scarce for several reasons, be, uh, including, uh, you know, uh, uh, including the culture, the very sort of like... Uh, uh, and uh, culture um, stigmatizing uh, alcohol and, uh, and, and uh, uh, substance use and so on. 
so uh, this is a, so, uh, the, the graph shows the literature. I'm sorry that it's, uh, the, the uh, years are very, um, uh, you know, fine print, but it shows how the literature is slowly evolving up until like, um, you know, the 2000, but nothing really, uh, the quality of studies are not as such that, you know, you can confidently share the data and, and you know, uh, make decisions according, accordingly. Um, uh, so in, in uh, 2014, the first uh, bibliometric study was published in the field of substance use dis and disorder in Arabic-speaking countries. The other um, uh, resource is the uh, WHO Atlas um, project that uh, uh, looks to document uh, substance use uh, in, uh, globally and in, in the uh, Near East or the Mediterranean region as well. So uh, the challenges are, again, uh, most of the data are um, uh, uh, great literature is fine, but expert opinions, then, then we go kind of, you know, south there. We cannot uh, rely on those. And sometimes data is, uh, is also uh, uh, managed by the government, so you don't have access to it if you need to. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, oh. uh, trafficking, uh, so it, it's been, of course, uh, 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 rising exponentially in, in the region in particular, so that trafficking refers to cultivation, production, distribution, and sale of um, illicit substances. Um, so in 2017, when I know this figure has risen, the uh, uh, global market of trafficking is worth up to 650 plus billion uh, dollars. So, um, uh, quite a bit is, is, is produced, uh, most, uh, most common uh, uh, type uh, of uh, stimulants used in the Middle East is Captagon, uh, followed by uh, methamphetamine and cocaine and ecstasy. Um, uh, uh, again, there are uh, pharmaceutical opioids. Tramadol is very common in Egypt, uh, uh, among other countries. Um, and it, uh, Captagon is manufactured in Syria and Lebanon, so they, for local use and for also like exporting. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so 70% um, uh, uh, of the global quantities of heroin were seized in, in 2016 were in the Near Eastern. Uh, Middle East and West Africa. So just to show you also, a, uh, there are so many maps uh, about, about uh, trafficking routes and uh, planting and uh, uh, growing rather drugs and, and trafficking in the region, uh, throughout the region and from the region to Europe to South America. Um, so again, uh, countries such as Iran, Afghanistan, as you guys know, are like... Um, uh, major growers and uh, uh, traffickers as well. Uh, interestingly, in, uh, uh, in, in Egypt, Sharm el-Sheikh is an area on the Red Sea. Um, that's a, a, another area in Al-Baqa in Lebanon, a major grower uh, of opiates. Uh, here is a controversy. You know, this is a culture that condemns alcohol and substance use and all the rest, but they have their own... Uh, uh, it's a plant, a naturally grown plant uh, that is common, uh, very um, common in um, Yemen and the Saudi Arabia. So, 
you know, my, my brother travels for business, so he goes there, they, you know, in the business meeting, they offer him, everybody's like chewing this thing. Weddings, uh, you know, physicians, uh, medical students, uh, as you can see some sort of like uh, figures here uh, in, in, in some research, the, 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 um, the uh, I guess, um, 45, 44% of some Yemeni doctors, 54% of medical students, and so on and so forth. It's, uh, it's, it's um, uh, offered in weddings and parties and all the rest. And it has definitely some, uh, quite, uh, quite, it's a, uh, quite a bit of also uh, uh, other uh, uh, drawbacks, uh, symptoms. Yemen is like circled uh, in the, on the map, so it's south of Saudi Arabia and then, of course, uh, in Saudi Arabia. So uh, that it's, uh, you, 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 go, you go into this country, I mean, you walk in the streets and you notice, uh, you know, people are not, not just, are, are on something. Yeah. Then, uh, so it's important to understand these factors that come into play. Sometimes we have like a stereotype, sort of like uh, uh, idea about uh, a country, but then, um, so a conservative culture, not so much. I mean, there is the affluent society, modernization. The cool thing is to like uh, drink and smoke. Egypt has, and Lebanon, incredible resorts uh, like beaches and all the rest. And just on the beach, kiosks, that's al alcohol and everything, which is so foreign to the culture. But kids are, yeah. There's, so alcohol and, and, and uh, like... Uh, 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 Marijuana and all the rest that has different names and versions over there has, has been sort of like on the rise. Uh, uh, interestingly, and their parents also. So uh, that's a very sort of like a, a shift to the left from what the culture used to be like. Um, Decline in, in ecstasy because it's associated with nightclubs. We don't have nightclubs in the region, so no more ecstasy in Lebanon and Egypt are uh, exceptions again. Uh, uh, again, I, I mentioned these uh, captadon are uh, manufactured in uh, Syria and Lebanon. Uh, another thing, pharmacy, we don't need a doctor's prescription to go to the pharmacy and buy antibiotic, uh, get antibiotic or uh, some, you know, uh, Narcotics are being restricted to a great deal now, but still it's not like out of the, it's not impossible. Uh, let's see, yeah, and the... Oh, that's my term. Cool. Like, uh, you know, kids want to be cool. Uh, young people want to be cool. Uh, and that's uh, part of being cool and modern is to... Uh, vape is to yeah. drink and drink uh, to the extent of intoxication. So the, the uh, group that I'm helping into to get um, to uh, treatment right now uh, fall into this category. Yeah, young people in their 30s and 20s and they are alcoholics at this point and addicted to tramadol and what, what not. So um, uh, okay, women, uh, that, and that's, uh, again, keep in mind that um, the cultures vary a, a great deal in this, uh, the three regions that I pointed, uh, uh, to as, uh, uh, pointed out to, the Maghreb and the Middle East and then the um, Gulf area. The Gulf, of course, is very uh, westernized and everything, and so is Egypt and Lebanon. And, uh, 
women uh, in, in, in some conservative still are, it, 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 the subst substance use among women is considered dishonoring. So that discourages treatment and disclosure and participation in research uh, studies as well. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, again, very limited education about, you know, HIV tr uh, transmission. Uh, again, the vulnerable groups such as commercial sex workers and men who have sex with men are very sort of like closed communities. So, um, you know, the things are, that's why the HIV epidemic is mostly localized in the region, but that doesn't, uh, you know, uh, the, so this, this remains to be a neglected people. Uh, uh, a neglected group of people, I think uh, homosexuality is illegal. I mean, you can be arrested for that. Uh, in, so, yeah. So, uh, again, uh, conflict, economic migration. So, a couple of, uh, right before COVID, I, we wrapped up, a, I was a, a principal uh, investigator uh, for a, uh, Egypt in a, a multi-country UN study, the first one to be conducted on youth mixed migrants in the region. So you, we have loads of uh, you, uh, migrants who are unrecognized. They live in hotspots. They do their suffering. UNHCR uh, um, uh, does, uh, does not reach out until, unless you have an identity. So, you know, duh, like, you know, most of them are sort of like falling into the cracks. Uh, guess what? They're trafficked, in, they're trafficked so they use and they are unreached, um, and uh, you name it, they suffer from it. So um, uh, refugees are also, uh, so yeah, so, um, and they're, they're uh, culturally lock, looked down upon uh, in, in Middle Eastern countries, and they want to get rid of them, yeah. but they can't, and they're not protected as well. And there are in the, like, millions in a country like Egypt, so in addition to street children, uh, yeah. So, seriously, like what's the root cause of addiction and of everything else? It's, you know, Satan who is, um, came here to steal, destroy, and um, is the, the, the interaction of the three circles of this disease, poverty, and, and ignorance, and this is, um, you know, God works through people as Satan works through people. Your, your mean boss, your, uh, you know, the kid who, uh, you know, uh, tempts you into drugs and, and so on and so forth. Um, so that's um, to put things in perspective. And uh, my favorite part is to give you a quick uh, 101 about uh, why, why does Egypt stand out. And not, this is not to say... Um, uh, um, um, the gentleman who was speaking yesterday about, it, it, I, w I went to the chapel for the um, Q&A session, the uh, ch uh, church elder Cobb, I think, yeah, Cobb, phenomenal, and he, uh, I was encouraged that he shared some of uh, these, like, un super, like, what we call here is supernatural appearances, like, you know, God, you know, Jesus appears to somebody, and the missionary comes in and they say, oh, I saw you in a dream yesterday or something. So, I mean, this stuff does happen, and I'll show you in a minute. I, I mean, I witnessed that myself. So, uh, 
So, uh, blessed be my people, uh, Egypt is in, in uh, Isaiah. Um, Egypt um, started out as a Christian country when Mark brought Christianity to Egypt in the first century. Islamic invasion came in. Everybody had to like, convert, get killed, or pay high taxes. So, someone who has a Christian heritage like me, my ancestor, uh, ancestors paid the taxes, so we remained Christians. So, Egyptian, Christian Egyptians do not consider, uh, we're not Arabs, like, we don't, we don't consider ourselves as such. But, um, and there is, like, um, more to that. So, regardless of how you read this, how the different sort of, like, interpretations are, but uh, that's what drives us in this ministry between Egypt, uh, Iraq, and uh, Lebanon. Uh, uh, you know what the Bible said in uh, Isaiah 19. In that day there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria, and Assyria will come in, um, into Egypt, and Egypt and Assyria, and the Egyptians will worship with the Assyrians. But the last part, the highlighted part, Blessed be Egypt, my people, and Assyria, the work of my hands, and Israel, my inheritance. So we're, we're here for a purpose, and to, to do something that God wants us to, to do, be part of this. That's what we, uh, kind of keeps us um, going. Uh, so a little bit about the epidemiology. Uh, so uh, uh, just some highlights. So... Um, uh, the loss of, uh, in terms of like a loss of uh, 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 disability adjusted years, uh, DALIs in uh, substance use disorder is responsible for four disability adjusted years, four DALIs and uh, nine deaths uh, per thousand, and that's outdated compared with two um, and four uh, per 1,000 globally. So the region stands out as like higher there. Uh, and that's for, the, for, for multiple reasons, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, uh, uh, the uh, drug addiction prevalence in Egypt has risen uh, to 10%, uh, which is more than 9.6 million now. So like more than 10 million Egyptians. Uh, and most of them are like, uh, I, I wonder how they got this. If, this. if the data says 10 million, then I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and, and poverty also. Like, uh, you know, I go to, I, um, I work in urban slums um, I, among garbage collectors and whatnot. And so... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I get it's overwhelming. You get like moms, wives, uh, you know, who are crying because their sons and their husbands and and they're serving the stuff in weddings. And like, where do like where do we go for treatment? Uh, we'll talk about treatment uh, later on. Uh, so. Um, so the uh, yeah so the uh, uh, again the Gulf is facing like an um, ATS ad addiction more than 62 percent uh, of of um, uh, admissions in Saudi rehab clinics. Um, let's see um, uh, trends in in uh, synthetic cannabis in Jordan, Kuwait, uh, Egypt, and Palestine. ATS in, in all these other countries. So it, there is also poly substance use. So it's not just like a one kind of drug, but um, a mix of, of drugs. 
uh, lifetime prevalence of cannabis and, and amphetamines uh, among students 13 to 15 that young um, is 3.5 and 3.3. This, this is like a sporadic study, so I'm sure it's more than that. So other just, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, fig figures um, in, from 2016 uh, just showing you the... Um, uh, types of uh, substances uh, used among male and female and the total. Um, so the green uh, bar uh, graph is uh, for Egypt and the other one is, uh, uh, shows cocaine, crack cocaine um, in Egypt and Morocco. Um, uh, again, usually males are higher for the uh, we get uh, more data on males for the reasons that we discussed and that Females uh, will, will are more reluctant to uh, disclose and participate. Yes. So, Please. Uh, the rates are, are rising so much. The main attack vectors you describe as disease, poverty, and ignorance. Understanding is that globally these things are reducing. So why why the increase in rates? Is it because of the increased availability of drugs or what? Great question. And well, uh, well, um, I'll. Uh, Perhaps I'll, I'll talk about it in the next few slides, but um, yes, uh, production, uh, uh, production and availability, and also post um, uh, youth bulge unemployment, post, uh, uh, it's not Arab Spring, but whatever happened in like 2011, 2015, uh, uh, and 2012, uh, sort of like resonate, migrated in the region, so kids are, uh, they don't, they don't think they have a future, they're uh, unemployed, uh, they want, uh, my goodness, uh, oh, you guys, uh, social, so the use of so social media, you do not know social media in this country. I mean, kids over there uh, in dire poverty, and everybody had a, has a cell phone that big, and they're on the you know, internet at all, so they're being exposed and uh, they got like hooked into networks and whatnot. So several forces like bombard the region with very, we don't have this kind of education in schools or, uh, you know, uh, community education is very limited. So a mix of lack of availability of, so environmental factors that surround and, and the, uh, the region and also, um, I guess, a, a individual level factors. Where, where, where you uh, live, what pocket of society you're in that limits or uh, uh, r your resources and, and all of that, if that makes sense, and perhaps more, more later. Um, tobacco is huge. Uh, now, talking about my cool slide early on, vaping is like the thing to do now. Everybody's vaping. Professionals do not think twice of, oh, it's, that's, that's much, that's good. That doesn't hurt us, professionals, you guys. So as far as, you know, most important thing is to be trendy and cool in these like, sort of levels of society, and they are all over the place, and they uh, tran transcend to uh, perhaps the lower uh, socioeconomic uh, level kids because they want to look and be and do the same, and they do. So... Um, uh, shisha, that's another thing, or the, um, what do you call it here, the hookah, um, uh, yeah, and that's, uh, we can do another, uh, a full session on that and, you know, how that uh, translates to uh, risks and everything. Um, alcohol, uh, the Islamic religion prohibits alcohol, but let me tell you like an, an anecdotal uh, 
story about the Islamic religion prohibits them. So during the fasting month uh, of Ramadan, we were um, in, in uh, medical school. We were on a uh, public health sort of endeavor in a village. So usually Christians room together and Muslims room together. That's the way it happens. Was Ramadan, the Muslim friends who were, um, you know, covered and everything, they would come to us because they're hungry and they wanted to eat and have a good time. So they will come to our room. So my, the point I'm trying, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, disrespectful, but this is culture, right? Like, so the point here, yeah, we, we don't drink, but we drink. You know, uh, alcohol is accessible and along with everything else. And even though, so not in public, but in private, uh, you know, that is done. Uh, yeah. So, um, again, uh, uh, so, so, yeah, because the, uh, the image is very important, especially in the Gulf countries. It, 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 that, that becomes very, uh, very important, your, your image. Um, uh, okay, some uh, countries enforce uh, prohibition with uh, concession. They, they allow foreigners and Western, you know, uh, foreigners and tourists to drink. I mean, certain. Uh, so you can't like buy alcohol in Maryland. We can't get alcohol in grocery stores, but in in Egypt you cannot. I mean, you have to go to certain places, you know, for for that. And people will look at you, anyways. So uh, vulnerable at risk kids. Uh, this uh, those who are um, who work in the you know who live and work in garbage collectors community. We have seven of these communities in the outskirts of Cairo. I worked in one of them for uh, for uh, a couple of years, and um, yeah. So the population density is extremely uh, you know high, reaches 60,000 uh, people per square mile, more than Calcutta and uh, uh, Jakarta. Uh, okay, so they, yeah, they, kids end up uh, getting, using and getting hooked and getting, you know, trafficked. Um, um, going back to uh, your question for um, uh, migrant uh, youth, there are, like, these places are known, like the transplant cafe and the trafficking cafe. So... You, don't, you donate your organs, like for transplant surgeries, you know, not donate, but like sell your organ, or you could go make money through trafficking, and of course you're getting exploited, you're not really making money and to feed the habit and everything. So, uh, um, yeah, 12% of Egyptian students in another study are dependent on drugs. Um, prevention and treatment, what, how am I doing? Uh, yeah. Bango is the slang or the local version of uh, marijuana. Yeah, hashish, hash, hashish, bango. It's uh, uh, an alteration, a uh, local version. So, um, in terms of uh, uh, just just to go over uh, the uh, the treatment process, what what you guys have here in this country or in other Western countries. So. There is the uh, early identification and screening, um, then, um, uh, then uh, the comprehensive assessment of the uh, case or the individual uh, to determine the extent of severity and severity of the disease. Um, there is uh, the oops, uh, sorry about that, stabilization uh, via 
medically uh, supervised uh, detox uh, when necessary, then the timely and appropriate uh, substance use disorder treatment addresses substance use disorder and co-occurring uh, morbidities, and then continuing care and recovery support. Mm -hmm. So how much of this happens in the Middle East and in Egypt? Yes, very little. And th there is, um, okay, so let me just give you a, the scenario of a, um, one, of the, uh, the, uh, one of the earliest uh, private, uh, or Christ was founded on, uh, as a Christian treatment center in Egypt. And actually my mother has been involved in addiction prevention through the World's Women Christian Temperance Union. So like all her life, so I grew up as a kid in this environment and kind of getting involved in this kind of work. But, um, uh, so she helped establish the center um, more than three decades ago. Uh, so it started out, everybody had like very high hopes and we were looking forward to that. As time went by, it grew, it, 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 it saved uh, many. But then this, it started getting the publicity and receiving funding, government funds, not astronomical, but you know, money coming in. So the direction changed. Instead of it being sort of like a Christ-centered, it's, uh, and I've seen this firsthand, you know, referring patients there, and especially from, like, from, you know, prisons and, like, uh, 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 ex-cons and uh, other, you know, fr from, I guess, uh, different levels of, uh, like, society, socioeconomic, I, I, I have seen that this has been a, a huge issue uh, in terms of like uh, uh, you know, counseling and all of that, uh, just problems. So people had to uh, you know, leave. That does not discredit or say that they're not doing a great job. They are, but it's, there is a deviation, and that's what we are missing over there. So I started talking about barriers to treatment. Yes, go ahead. That is so right. So that's, you touched on something about the uh, sort of like the, the macro level policies. It's a punitive, very much so. And there has been, uh, I guess, uh, uh, attempts from the UN bodies to kind of detract from those. But deep down, I'll tell you, having, you know, been through these cracks, they say one thing and the reality is still condemning. Uh, they'll, they'll throw you in prison and do whatever they want to do to you if, if they can. Uh, so, um, yes? Are, are you saying that um, the, the reason it's got worse with outside resources is because they put restrictions on you sharing the gospel and sharing Jesus? Oh. Or, or uh, what do you... The, 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 okay, so now... I mean, so this, so this uh, let me back uh, up for a minute. This uh, center was for everybody. I mean, uh, as a Christian service, you know, when you have a Christian service, you open the door for everyone. It's a, you know, that's how you spread the light. Uh, yes, yes. So I, I, don't, I, I um, don't have a good grip on why did this deviate, but like my, when I was sending people to the center, it was on the premise that there is, Christian spiritual kind of counseling. Okay. Okay. 
that's not there anymore. It's counseling. So that's gone. So that was a huge disappointment. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for, uh, for asking that. Um, uh, again, you know, as I mentioned, the sort of like the, um, an overview, treatment falls on uh, psychiatrists and they uh, uh, are they're untrained, they're not trained, they're just psychiatrists, but they're not trained in like uh, addiction medicine. We don't have addiction medicine and recovery. Some people maybe may go get training courses here and there, but coming back to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, integrate in a system that doesn't happen, they're still sporadic like pockets. Um, and I will tell you, uh, oh, well, when I, give me a sec, we'll come to this later, but um, uh, let's see. Uh, most, most cases, yeah are, yeah, are treated by psychiatrists without education or experience. Uh, number of beds, uh, again, that's uh, range from 1,500 in Egypt to zero in Somalia, that kind of puts Somalia in the region, but that's a, a piece of data that I found, it's outdated. Um, uh, Egypt ranked as the first, uh, uh, according to the maximum number of yeah, available uh, beds and treatments, uh, treatment, harm reduction and, and substitution maintenance therapy is only available in Lebanon, Morocco and the UAE. Um, so if you do a simple Google search, you will find that like the top uh, uh, map or picture is for Egypt, the clusters of uh, centers uh, around Cairo for the most part. So what about everywhere else? I mean, there are uh, satellite treatment centers in different governorates like throughout the country, but, um, you know, that's a, just a quick Google search in Lebanon is the uh, uh, lower uh, photo, and that uh, shows you, uh, yeah, three, uh, three centers. Uh, now... You go on, online, fantastic views and everything. You ask about the price. Um, you've got to be a millionaire to afford a month of treatment. Uh, so in, even in that center that I'm telling you about, it's, uh, so I, I asked the other day, I had like a couple more people and I kind of know their, what we can afford, how much we can shoot for. So, so I, get, I, I got, and I, I mean, I know the leadership and everything. From 4,000 to 40,000, 30 or 40,000, like on what basis? Oh, if it's like a hotel style, uh, you know, so you have nice facilities and all the rest, but again, one of the, yeah, yeah one of the main issues is that, um, one of the main issues is e e that I see in, in healthcare provision, you know, healthcare provision and I'll speak for Egypt in particular, and that applies for other, like for probably uh, also uh, Lebanon, is that, you know, physicians and healthcare providers work part-time in several places. They're, they're not, they don't make a good living, so they have to do that. They have to hop in different places. Uh, so, they, you know, you want to make a name and you want to learn the trade and all of that. So you're a psychiatrist with a, who has a, a private office and everything, but you give like a couple hours a week to this great uh, addiction prevention center. So go figure, you know, what kind of uh, service will you, you give your patients? Uh, treatment for the most part stops at detox. Uh, that's the other thing. So because of, uh, uh, mostly because of financial constraints as well. Uh, um, detox costs several thousands, and then how am I going to do like a recovery afterwards? 
So that brings us back to square one like in no time, right? Um, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, ev uh, you know, evidence-based recovery and rehab uh, intervention is a cross-cutting gap uh, throughout. Um, policies at the ma macro level, initiatives uh, such as um, Unplugged, which is a British or uh, not a British, a European uh, uh, school-based program that's being implemented in, in UAE, um, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, targeting adolescents, young adolescents. Uh, let's see, um, uh, Egypt, uh, a, new, a new beginning, and uh, Egypt without addictions, these are national initiatives, raising awareness, education, but you, you don't really see it visible. Like, I had to dig to find this stuff, you know? So, um, and here is the, um, uh, another one, that's a, that's a good one. So that was, sorry, go ahead. Is it because it's shame, honor, culture? No, they're, they're, they're just not visible. They're, you know, WHO has an initiative, uh, works with the government. It's done on a pilot uh, micro scale. It's not. They don't think that there is any, I mean, the, the, the awareness that, that, that this is a huge problem. And yes, probably it's pushed in the, like, back burner. And in, in developing countries, when you have competing uh, uh, needs, uh, especially with, you know, we have the dual, you know, infectious and disease and, and chronic conditions. Need, yeah, drug, uh, drugs, like, you know, like in, in, uh, in sort of like um, uh, crisis situations and like the ISIS crisis, post-traumatic stress disorder was just not on the table. I mean, you need, these people need shelter, food, and all the rest. Yeah. Who cares about, you know what I mean? So that's, that's that, the, that uh, environment. So... Um, uh, okay, so that, and, and, uh, a platform, an electronic platform uh, available, uh, was launched this March or May or whatever. I tried to find this platform. I could not. It was launched in March. I tried, high and low, but it's just not there. And think of the, uh, the, the most vulnerable. Will they uh, access a platform, uh, an electronic platform? How? You know, uh, so... Uh, anyways, uh, again, there was like a huge launch and all the rest. Uh, so the barriers to effective Christian treatment, I, I already spoke about uh, uh, most of those. Um, the incomplete uh, treatment process, in, in, that's in general. And um, I, I mentioned the specific one uh, that we, uh, we face in, in a, you know, kind of Christian ministry. Um, uh, if you're receiving money from the, from the government, that dictates what you do and don't do. Uh, a limited uh, rehab and recovery access of affordability and availability, as I mentioned. Um, uh, fragmented services and the weak infrastructure. We don't have licensed counselors. We don't have, I mean, addiction uh, medicine specialists. Um, and uh, delegation is, is also a very uh, uh, a big barrier. You know, those who are, like, up there, they don't delegate. They just want to remain the uh, gurus of the trade. Um, so, yeah, so I think I, I kind of I ran through so I, you know, can have time for uh, questions and answers. But um, uh, I, one more thing about, um, my, one more thing about the uh, uh, 
uh, treatment centers. So, so uh, okay, so there is a hotline. So there are government treatment centers, but they are overloaded and they are of very, very poor quality. So if you, you know, if you even are desperate enough or if your uh, family, uh, you know, kind of ship you there or whatever, it, 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 you know, it's, it's, uh, you're bound to like leave in a, in a few days, like after detox. Like the, the, when I told you about the cost, the, the 4,000 per month, that's the subsidized cost and that like your room with six people, I don't know what the conditions are like in a, in a room. Uh, treatment centers or the availab availability for women is very limited also. The other thing is um, there, uh, the, I know this uh, about Egypt, the Coptic uh, Orthodox uh, Church has some like really nice centers in, in the outskirts, like not in Cairo, a couple at least that I know of. But then the problem is finding qualified, so they have the, the building, the setup, everything, but the, the evidence-based protocol, the providers, all the rest. That's a challenge. Yes. In America, we have something here called Celebrate Recovery. You know, it's a, like an NA program or an AA program. Yes. Egypt the church is not so far um, on a very limited scale but uh, that's one thing I've been trying to do through uh, like the evangelical church but uh, again it's uh, it, that, that's what they use for the recovery process like post, post uh, detox four to six months but hardly ever like it's, it's seldom that you know people can afford to stay yeah, I'm sure, yeah, in, in these like other sort of high uh, quality centers they can but not in the mainstream right. <clears throat> uh, okay so in the meantime what do we do uh, until and as we're working through these different directions we try to address the root causes of uh, addiction you know uh, poverty raising awareness and and addiction prevention in uh, like urban slums with starting at uh, early adolescence um, of course a couple of places uh, three four satellite places and then we're venturing to do that in Lebanon um, okay so this is my sort of like uh, uh, I know these guys. One of them is a driver, uh, the bus driver at the church, the, uh, uh, the uh, Gamel, the guy in the, at the bottom, and the top guy is the, uh, the, the church keeper, if you will. That's a yeah, gatekeeper in uh, one of the other churches in the urban slums. They were hooked, both of them. And in one of those uh, uh, education sessions, I had like, lungs, like pictures of lungs and what that does to your heart and how many chemicals and all of that they quit cold turkey uh, drugs and uh, the goes, uh, it's a form of uh, hookah that he had like, uh, the top guy used 23 they call them stones, 23 things uh, a day so that's uh, several hundred cigarettes per day, the equivalent of and I mean cold turkey and the guy at the bottom, uh, he had a, a triple bypass. He lost weight. He's doing great. And it has been since then. So they just prayed. And so in addition, and while God sends more, he intervenes 
in different ways beyond our expectation, our understanding, or even our belief. Sometimes we even hear this and ah, doesn't happen. Oh, there must have been da da da. No, it happens. So, you know, that's that's I know that for sure. Um, let's see. Um, in Iraq, uh, during the crisis again, addiction. So we try to. Uh, um, um, improve the at least tense situation uh, for the re refugees during the Beirut explosion. Again, that was a huge time for like ministry and addressing addiction in that um, uh, in the midst. In uh, in Egypt, uh, this is the these are uh, this, these are homes on the right hand side. Like uh, this is how people live in. Uh, villages. This is from the village where the Libya martyrs, uh, that's their home village. So, yeah, so pr uh, post that, uh, why did these people have to go to Libya look for work? They were simple people, um, you know, painters, uh, yeah. Uh, they didn't know the Bible like you and I do, but they, you know, they gave their, uh, <coughs> their life uh, for Jesus. So, let's see. Whoops. Sorry about that. So uh, three people, uh, one person had a nudge. Uh, he got sent him a retired engineer and, a God, and another friend. And they repaired more than 83 homes, including Muslims' uh, homes. And they looked from that sort of more decent to from the right. Uh, that's the same house from right to left. So... Um, so that, you know, in the meantime, then you can, you can, when they see this level of like miracles or interventions happening, then they, you know, they can hear you more. Um, yeah. And they, they, they can see that we are not, so like after this Libya thing, um, so that was my brother who uh, had this uh, nudge. And he, so they told him what about Muslims. He said, fine, you know, let's uh, talk to the sort of like the gatekeepers in the village and uh, we'll check the houses, inspect the houses and select the ones that need the help the most. So now what? So, yes, it's not perfect epi, it's not perfect uh, science, uh, what I uh, presented, but uh, there is a problem, there is a need. And I didn't ask these questions when I, I intended to, but I got carried away at first. So let me ask them now. Um, I've, I know that a few, some people have a prior experience in the Middle East. Can I see a show of hands in the Middle East? Wow. Okay. Anyone with a substance use background? Or? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Anyone who is like contemplating, interested? Yay. I have to share something really cool that happened before the session. There was this uh, lovely lady uh, physician assistant. She, okay, so I, this, this should have been a repeat session. My South, Southwest canceled my flight yesterday. So I, uh, no, 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 Thursday. So I couldn't deliver my first session on Thursday. So this lady signed up for another session anyway. So she said we have to talk. She is uh, an, uh, she she's a PE addiction medicine. Uh, they, they were missionaries for years, uh, not in the Middle East, uh, somewhere else. Uh, she's from Chicago. Her husband is banging, banging. You have so much to offer. You have so much to offer. You have to go back. So ex exchange number. She says, do you need someone? 
plate. You know, God works in mysterious ways. Yes, yeah. Satan tries to, you know, whatever, cancel the flight for the good and the bad, whatever. Um, but, you know, uh, he, he has a plan B that's beyond you and I. Um, now what? Uh, we, that dream is like a faith-based model that is, uh, yeah. well, faith-based. Okay, so get this. Even in, like if you see a study, I saw a couple of studies from Iraq and Kuwait, and in the recommendations they say, we have to involve God and faith and spirituality. Wow. So that, it's, a, it's a culture where God, faith is salient. You don't have to twist people's arms or bang, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, against uh, nobody can, I mean, very, everybody believes in God and religion and all the rest. Uh, people go to church. Uh, so, so God, the, the notion, the concept of God delivers is a very cool one, you know. The other thing is, um, and uh, uh, Cobb spoke about this, and I, I always, um, I know this for a fact. Okay, so you, you say God sends people here, you know, the, from all over the world, for the good or the bad, they're here, so they come to us and all of, all of that. Good. And then there are others, um, he was saying yesterday, do not get discouraged that God is working among Muslims amongst themselves, like without ex like external sort of intervention or Western intervention. And that is a fact. But I go back to Egypt as an Egyptian, as uh, in, in Lebanon, in Iraq, wherever. I cannot, you know, share Christ with someone. It's very, very difficult in the street. If I, if someone, if I get caught, then I'm, I'm gone. It's, I cannot do that. But as an expat, expat, yeah, you can do that slowly but surely. The same applies here. So these inherent, uh, uh, I mean, traditions are here. I cannot, I mean, second, we were just talking about even second generations. They are not going to accept it from me, but they can accept it from you. So uh, it kind of goes both ways. You have more weight in reaching to, um, and I'll speak about it, to people from like a Muslim background or Middle Eastern culture. So that's that. Uh, I'm almost done. Oh, and so, yeah, so, and oh my goodness, they, uh, like Egypt has uh, about eight, uh, Christ uh, eight Christian hospitals slash apartment that is called a hospital, like, you know, that you know, that uh, facility. Uh, uh, and again, they treat everyone. So they love coming to the American or the Canadian doctor, or the British nurse, and, uh, you know, and, and that opens a the very hospitable. So God, inter there was a lady I met um, before COVID, she, a nurse uh, from Nashville, and she's now in Egypt. Uh, as a, a, uh, in Aswan down south, one of those hospitals. Um, so yeah, we, we need we need these expertise. We need. I would love to ha train a bunch of people, have a pilot, uh, a, a, a little center pilot that, and, and see what God does. Who knows? So, uh, okay. So 
if you're here in this session, you're not of the in one way, shape, or form. Like you know, you, you don't have to go there, but uh, you have a responsibility and. Uh, the, the challenge is that, especially like, um, I think th throughout our careers, is, is this my identity, medicine, public health, uh, pharmacy, dentistry, uh, is, it, is it my identity, is it my goal, or, uh, or is it just a tent, tent making for me? Um, so, uh, so, so that, and then I will conclude with this one. Um, here is your campus in... Uh, Jesus had compassion. Um, Jesus went through the villages and had compassion. And people like from, you know, this woman, hemorrhaging woman, was, could not even stand tall and touched his, uh, his garment. And he left everyone and he felt this power going out of him um, to heal this woman. And the harvest is, is plentiful, Jesus said, but the, but the workers are few. So who knows? You may be the one. I mean, who knows? But keep your... Uh, mind and heart and open and don't say no because you never know. I said no and I never knew and here we are. I mean, I, I, I said no coming to this conference in 2014 and it was a, an, an amazing, miraculous story. I can tell you later on. It's a few minutes off so I'll stop here and if you have any questions, I'm happy to entertain any. Oh, you are. So actually, it's not me. I, I, it's the, the team that I'm involved with. I, I've never been there myself. But it's, it's, it, start, it started with the, uh, through the Chaldean Church in Erbil, northern Iraq, during the ISIS crisis in 2014. In Erbil, Mosul, uh, Karamlis, there was a village that was totally just like to the ground. And the, uh, the priest, the hero, uh, the angel of this church, his house was rubble, his grandparents, you know, ancestors' house. He said to everyone, let's have the schools in a caravan because we're going back. And everybody, th like in the heat of ISIS and everything, thought he's crazy. So the team is now, has rebuilt this village. And people are, 300 families are back, those who uh, left the country. Karamlis. Karamlis, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. Okay, well, we're in Erbil, and so, so if you want to do anything. Yeah, cool. Well, well, yeah, well let's talk afterwards, yeah. Any other? Yes, go ahead, please. Um, so you talked about the school conversation, but what are the instances of substance use disorder? Do you know, like, when there's prescription medication? Uh, I, I don't have uh, reliable information. I, you know, I, I don't know the incidents, but anecdotally and just being around, uh, see, the, the dual challenge of people will not disclose, like the people I'm working with, they're not disclosed. Their families don't know. And their prescription, um, uh, prescription and alcohol, so their polyuse. So that's the pro this is like what opened my eyes to the, you know, magnitude of the problem. And it's like, you know, it's all over the place. Uh, and perhaps there are, you know, I'm sure there are studies, like pockets of studies, but they're, it's just very difficult to find them. And they may not be disclosed. Mm -hmm. Has there been any consideration, like educating pharmacists in the pharmacist role, like, like educational programs it, to prevent substance 
I, uh, I'm not aware of any, but uh, the uh, approach of or the strategy of educating pharmacists have, has been, I think, considered on a limited scale for other public health issues, and it's de definitely needed because, I mean, I, th I kid you not, people come to this country with, like, several types of antibiotics to use while they're here. I mean, you know, you're... Everybody was treating COVID there. I, like, I'm kidding about it, but it's, you know, uh, it's, it's, yeah, that will be like a, a fantastic approach. I know it has been tried, but I'm not quite, I don't think for substance use. But that's a great, yeah, that's a great one. You had a question? Yes, go ahead, please. I'm curious about what are the barriers towards um, availability of buprenorphine and methadone in, oh, in Egypt? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as, uh, you know, your, the barriers as replacement. Yes. Uh, what are some of the barriers towards um, like having those medications available for uh, evidence-based? I, I, they, they might be available in these, uh, set, you know, centers, like high kind of tech centers, if, if we can call them as such. I, I'm pretty sure they are. But uh, it, it's, it's, it's just a matter of then they'll cost money. Then they're not available as a mainstream protocol in the system. They may be, and... But, but you try to get this information. If you don't have an inside person or if you don't go, like, say, to one of these government centers as so-and-so, you know, I need to look at or, you know, try to know it. Otherwise, you, it's very unlikely that you can find this, like, information. Protocols are not, like, published, uh, you know, so it's, it makes the information sketchy. I'm sure they are there, but not perhaps all over the place. Yeah. I'm very curious, as so if, since so many end up in the hospital, maybe ODing or something like that, do they have any referral system whatsoever from the ER to one of these treatment programs at all? No. Does that enter their mind at all? Uh, I mean, perhaps in, in private settings, not, uh, not formal referral, but advice. You know, you need to, like this, uh, the, the latest uh, person I've been working with, so... He reached, you know, hit rock bottom, and we're trying. So I, to get him through the system would have been forever. So I took him, and we got, you know, some labs done and ultrasound and whatnot to take it from there. But, like, what, and I even asked the system, what's your assessment protocol? Like, what is, what, what tests you ask for? I was not given any. There's no official government protocols for this. There, there could be if you go to government centers, but who wants to go to government centers? No. 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 I yeah. don't know if the Ministry of Health had it. So. Could be. Mm. Go ahead, please. I've heard your heart for faith-based programs. Is Teen Challenge very strong in Egypt? Which is very strong in the U.S.? Uh, uh, um, faith-based program. Yeah, we don't have it. We don't have Teen Challenge. I, yeah, <laughs> I know about it, but we don't have it. In fact, Ed, you know, Ed was the one who uh, introduced me to it. Yeah. Uh, I have to, okay, I have to stop. Yeah, I can, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.